Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Invisible to Invincible podcast, helping you find your inner confidence. It's hosted by me, Rebecca Allen, and you can find me at pretty much any social media at Rebecca Allen with four A's. Today I wanted to talk about the fear of death. This is kind of um, a major thing for me actually because when I was a kid I was absolutely terrified of death, like you wouldn't even believe anything I had like gave me anxiety I had like severe phobia of doing anything that had any slightly higher risk of being killed in any way and I was I was quite an anxious child in that sense and grew up with this with this intense fear I didn't really realize that other people weren't as fearful as me I knew that this fear existed but I didn't think that anybody felt the same way I did about it and now I've I've sort of grown up a bit and I have met people who are afraid of death in the same way that I was at that age. I think it's only fair that I share the things that I have learnt since that extreme phobia. I remember when the swine flu pandemic happened, obviously now it's slightly different. The swine flu pandemic, I literally wouldn't speak to anybody. I wouldn't hold anyone's hand. I wouldn't touch anyone. I wouldn't go near anyone. And we didn't have any of the protocols in back then. It wasn't even anything like that and obviously now we've got the coronavirus pandemic and you literally aren't supposed to touch each other at all so and I'm I'm absolutely I'm not afraid at all of death um for for me personally so it's amazing how far we have come in that sense the things that have changed I suppose since I was that age I have personally experienced multiple near-death experiences um in the last sort of five to ten years I obviously had cervical cancer last year and was faced with sort of losing my womb, losing, having lots of surgeries and lots of, I guess, worries around what would happen next, where were the next steps for me and having cancer in your face, like not physically in your face, but literally emotionally, metaphorically in your face changes your whole perception, I think, of death. But prior to that, I had been in a tsunami and an earthquake, pretty severe car crash. Um, You know, I'd been pulled out of the way of a taxi that drove onto the pavement and nearly killed me. Like I've had, I had multiple, multiple near-death experiences. I don't know if it's more than average, but I've had way too many, I think. And maybe it was to help me get to where I am now and help me end up doing this podcast, who knows. Anyway, so it's not that I haven't experienced it because I have. I have been in a situation where you're literally faced with death. And there was a time, I think, going back to my last podcast when I had anorexia and I was lying on the floor and I couldn't really breathe because my my whole body was shutting down because I hadn't eaten for days and days and days. Um, And that was a real sort of, I think I might actually die in this moment phase. And I suppose, I can't remember whereabouts my fear of death started to dissolve, but... It was probably in my mid to late teens um, and it was around there that I got the anorexia as well. I now follow Viking and pagan beliefs, okay? And yes, this does have some influence on how it's helped me prevent, like reduce my fear of death. However, I, I am going to go on a different route to this. I just wanted to explain where my beliefs around death are now spiritually, okay? Everybody has different spiritual beliefs. Some people are atheists, some people agnostic some people have beliefs that there is an afterlife there is a heaven there is a hell there is 
so Vikings believe in Valhalla, which is, you know, this heavenly place that is what they're always excited about. They believe in smiling when they die. Believed. Vikings don't exist anymore, sadly. Believed in, you know, smiling as you go to the afterlife. And they had lots of beliefs around how the process of death and how you were, um, it was cremation was the ideal sort of funeral, but the way that they were presented to the afterlife was really, really important to them. And they believed in the soul and spirit and everything like that. So I do follow a Viking sense of feeling almost excited about death. Okay, I know that sounds really sinister and strange, but we spend so much of our lives fearing death. But I've turned that round and thought, well, let's be excited. There's a quote in Peter Pan where he says, to die would be an awfully great adventure. And I absolutely love that concept in that we don't know what happens when we die. So why spend our so much time worrying about it when we don't even know what actually happens? We have no idea. So why worry? Why waste your life worrying when we have a limited time on earth? And I think I should add that a fear of death within an extent is a healthy part of life like you you're biologically programmed to want to survive okay otherwise we would just walk in front of cars and be like oops you know it wouldn't matter we obviously have this instinct in us that we want to survive and we want to reproduce those are all biological instincts to help our species carry on that is healthy that's normal and it's slightly different to a sort of obsessive fear of death where you are constantly worrying about it irrationally worrying about it putting these thoughts into your head and spending too much time on it and giving yourself anxiety around it. They are different things. So I think I should clarify that because I don't want anybody sort of being like, oh, it won't matter then. If it happens, it happens. Although I do feel a little bit like that, but I'm obviously going to get out the way if there's a car coming towards me and I can, I can avoid that, you know? The Vikings were excited about death. And if you've watched the Vikings program on Amazon Prime, which by the way, I highly recommend and it's brilliant and it's based on historical truth, um, or historical accuracy, I should say. Um, it's obviously, you know, got a bit of character and colourful stories added into it. But there's a part in there where the one guy is, the, the king is Christian. The king of England at the time of that part of England is Christian. And the Ragnar, who's the sort of king of the Vikings at that time, is sort of, you would call it Norse pagan now. He, the king says all you ever do is spend your entire lives want, like wanting to die, being excited to die. And then Ragnar says back to the Christian guy, all you ever do is spend your entire lives fearing death and um, wanting to be good enough to die, basically, because in the Christian concept, you've got heaven and hell and Vikings, you've got, you get to Valhalla or you don't get to Valhalla, really. I don't know the accuracy of it as much as I probably should to be doing a podcast on it, but it's just an interesting concept that we do spend a lot of time thinking about it. Whereas, do we really need to spend that much time thinking and worrying around it? Hmm, that's the question. So then you've got sort of new age pagan beliefs. Paganism is a really, it's a real umbrella term nowadays. And like, I would consider myself a pagan. But at the same time, that has had a lot of different sort of religious beliefs come into it and that is I think umbrella like the umbrella term paganism now anyway so you've got Celtic beliefs, Viking beliefs, Norse pagan beliefs. Um it's it's effectively worshipping nature and living through nature and astrology for me and 
spirit and soul and magic I fully believe in magic and yeah that sort of thing really and the aspects of pagan belief that are slightly different to the viking beliefs for me are that you are a spirit in a body in a human body and when your human body dies your spirit continues that's how I believe and so I just can I can I really really tuned into my past lives I've done a lot of past life regression work and I really really believe that we travel as our spirit and our soul through different body forms you know whether that's this earth on other earths whatever you want to believe that's what I believe anyway and that death is merely a transition and yeah, we may not remember what's happened in this life, but we also will just pass over to a new life. And for me, that I find that quite exciting. I do find that quite exciting. It is a bit Viking for me, but I get excited at the fact that I don't know what, you know, what my whole new life would have next time. I believe that we travel with different spirits through our lives and that I meet, I have a lot of them in my life currently. So for me, I believe that the people I know in this life, I have travelled through other lives with, but they just don't remember me or I don't remember them. Although I'm quite tuned in now with that kind of thing, so I do know who in particular has been a big part of my past lives or not. But I sound a bit crazy now, but that's that's me. That's me for you. I think what I want to get to for people who aren't spiritual or don't follow spiritual beliefs, which is totally fine, is we don't experience death. We don't experience death because we are dead. It's not dying itself that we fear. If you think about it, you you can't physically f- experience death because death is an end. You will have died. What we experience is other people's funerals, other people's deaths and the grief that surrounds that. So what our death means to us would be nothing because we wouldn't know. The only people that know are the people around us. And realistically, is that what we're worried about? How the people around us will react when we are not even here anymore? We're not here to see them go through that. Yes, obviously, it would be traumatic, but we're not here to experience them going through that. So why are we so concerned and so worried by it? Is my question for you. And that sort of leads me on to funerals as well, because it's a bit ironic, really. I don't like happy funerals. Considering that I am very adamant that death is exciting, I don't like happy funerals because the people that are left behind are the people that have to deal with the death. They're the people that have to go through the pain, not the people who have died. It's the people who are left behind in grieving and needing to grieve and going through that grieving process. And if you've been through any form of grieving process, you will know how long and traumatic they can be and how it can really, really break your heart and really damage, well, not damage, but destroy what you thought of life and of yourself. Grief itself is a horrendous, horrendous thing to go through. And it's rubbish that we have to leave the people behind with that, but we are not experiencing that. So what I'm trying to say is it is not death itself that we fear. Perhaps maybe for you it's the pain of death, but we don't know how we're going to die necessarily. Perhaps it's the fear that you're going to miss out on something in your life, but then you wouldn't know because you would be dead. And you would have forgotten about it. I guess what I'm trying to say is tune into what it is you are actually afraid of about death. What is it that's giving you that phobia, that fear? For me, I think I was fear. I was scared of the pain, which is why often I was scared of flying, because 
you wouldn't know if you died, but it's the the falling, isn't it? It's the the crashing, the actual fall itself that you fear. It's not it's not a fear of flying. It's not a fear of dying. It's a fear of falling. It's a fear of crashing, going through that pain that you fear. So going back to funerals, why I don't like happy funerals. I don't feel like people are allowed to grieve properly if the funeral is happy. But at the same time, I think it's good to experience to celebrate somebody's life. So personally, for me. I would want a hardcore, all wearing dark clothes, everybody crying, sad music on, you know, that. I would want that first, right? (laughs) Because I think that allows people to grieve and allows people to be sad. And I'm all, you guys know, I'm all about openness and honesty and expressing grieving and expressing our, our opinions and our feelings and not building it, holding it all in and letting it eat you up inside you because I've done that and it caused me so much anguish and pain that it's just not worth it which is why I talk about feeling so openly because I'm such an advocate for expressing yourself and it being very very valuable in terms of healing the damage that you've had in your life so yeah I'd have a really really depressing dark everybody crying funeral not for me who's dead by the way but for the people who have been left behind who've been affected by that death And then once, I I don't know, four or five weeks had gone by. So say I'd been cremated, right? I'd want to, I would absolutely 100% want a Viking cremation, okay? On a raft, on a lock in Scotland, please. Just in case anybody's listening to this. That's my, that's my belief. That's what I want, all right? (laughs) Um, So once that had been done, okay, with everybody crying, sad music. River dance is a really good one. I've got a little sad music from river dance. I would then have, after people have had a chance to feel sad and a chance to grieve a little bit more, I would then have, maybe six weeks later, a celebration of life and something where people could dance and feel excited and grateful for sort of the life that I had given them, if that makes sense. And I think as well, having a plan set out for your death, I think that's helpful for you because then you've got a little bit of control over it in some sense. The same with having a will, it's one less thing to be worried about because you're like, right, that's I've got that sorted. I know that I don't have to worry about it because it's going to go this way, sort of thing. And giving yourself that sense of control and your sense that sense of it's going to be all right might help with the fear. That's definitely helped me. I've got will. I've got as you like. I've just told you my how I want to be buried. Well, not buried, cremated. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to die. It doesn't bother me. I don't think about it. I don't particularly want to live to old age because for me, it does not seem that enjoyable. So it wouldn't bother me as much not living a long life. What bothers me is not living a fulfilling one. I think that's more important. And I said that, I've said this a lot on Instagram as well, qualitative over quantitative. Gosh, that's a tongue twister and I'm proud of myself for that. <laughs> It's about the moments that matter, not the time you get to spend here. It's about the moments we have. And it's so hard saying that in a, in a life we're all living at the minute where, for example, me, I don't leave my house really. I go for walks and I, I teach twice a week at the minute and I go to the supermarket. That's really, that's my exciting life. But I'm making what I can of this situation and I stopped sort of fretting over it I think July time when I was like right give this up let this go stop being so 
I was literally like absolutely chomping at the bit wanting to get out there and do stuff with life and I was like right like what you can't right now just try and embrace what you can do here you know and so when I can eventually go traveling when I can eventually go and explore the world a little bit more which is what I do want to do I will have a a whole new appreciation for it and b a whole different sense of time and a whole different sense of value because everybody knows going through this pandemic and going through lockdown time has lost all meaning okay what fucking day is it what fucking month is it who knows it was april two minutes ago you know and now we're in i don't even know september it's just it's mad time and that is as well going back to paganism that's a pagan belief about around time and it not really being relevant at all because we don't really believe that the spirit experiences time the way that we do like in science like with a clock it's more so you can have different lives at the same time it's it's very complicated and I feel like it needs a separate podcast for me to explain that but it's interesting you know if we think about time people thinking oh I haven't got enough time time is running out and there's the whole live each day as if it's your last phrase which my mum is a big advocate for but I think it can be really toxic if you take it too literally because it's like right that's all well and good saying that but you know you could be in a job you hate and not literally not be able to afford to go and live each day like it's your last so you've got to take that and turn it on its head a little bit and be like right okay I can't change my situation a current situation at the minute I'm working towards changing it because you you know if you want to get out of a situation you can you absolutely can it's just it's often a very long and difficult journey. And this is a bit off topic, but a couple of years ago, I hated my job. I hated my... I didn't think I was ever going to go anywhere, ever going to be anything that I wanted to be. And Korea had always really, really bugged me. I'd grown up in a really, really... Sort of everybody had done really well. Everyone was really successful. All like highly trained professional, medical, legal, legal... Um, people and I felt that pressure a little bit and I was like gosh I'm not anything I don't enjoy my job I'm wasting my time I'm living for the weekends and holidays and I hate this and it's taken me sort of two years of searching through the sand really to find the thing that really ticks my boxes and I can honestly say I'm there you know I'm there I needed to be working for myself I needed to be self-employed I needed to be freelance I needed to be my own boss because I'm too stubborn and don't listen to anyone (laughs) Uh, and I needed to be writing writing is my passion writing is my thing and fitness as well are all things I've learned through the last sort of two years really and now I've still I've still got a little bit of a way to go I want to be making money from my writing and from my passions um, a little bit more than I am at the moment but I am in such a better place. I know the direction that I'm going on and that's the key. If you know what your end goal is, then there's a whole new meaning to time. There's a whole new meaning to it. And so time at the minute with this, with Corona and everything, I'm still waking up and I don't know what day it is. And I don't have anything, there's nothing specific that I'm working towards. It's not like, oh, I've got this holiday. I'm working towards this holiday. It's nothing like that now. It's like, Hello, here's a new day. Here's a, here's another day to be adding 0.001% to achieving my end goal, you know? 
And even though it's only 0.001%, it's still 0.001%, all right? It's still progress. And even if you don't think you're making progress, we are always making progress, even if you can't see it on the surface. So time can be such a toxic concept if you let it eat away at you and the whole live each every last thing really need to take it with a pinch of salt. As long as you believe in yourself and can find a goal within yourself and want to make a change and want to improve or even if you're going through some tough stuff right now and you'd like to know what I haven't got any energy to do anything you are still healing you're still working on you do you know what I mean that's the whole point of us being here we are constantly working at developing ourselves even if you don't know it we've all you can I'm sure you can say now whatever age you are whatever stage you are in life I have learned something over the last I don't know 5, 10, 15 years you have, we've all learned things even without knowing it even without it being within our control we're all learning we're all growing and that is time if you like that is time time can be a concept instead of thinking of it by seconds thinking of it by the personal and the personal growth that we have made within ourselves you know so in conclusion if you can release some of the anxiety you have around needing to complete a certain thing by a certain time, needing to have X, Y, and Z done, and needing to tick all the boxes and complete all these goals that you have created, and some are very healthy goals, and others are perhaps socially restricted, socially constrained goals, and you've been married by this time, you need to have children by this time, you need to have this perfect job in this perfect house by this time. If you can let go of those and be like, right, let's really tune in, what do I really want? What is really important to me? And it will often, often root down to what will make you the happiest. And sometimes it's it's just finding peace within yourself. And I think that's probably what it is for me, finding peace within myself. If you can let go of the goals that have time structures on like that and look at death as a transition phase rather than an ending, rather than a complete end as a transition phase that we don't actually experience, not in the sense that we are familiarized with it through stories and through tales, you know? And if we can look at the aftermath of death left on here on earth as something that you have structured to most benefit the people around you, if you're worried about leaving people behind around you, write yourself a will, write yourself a funeral plan or a cremation plan to ensure that the people around you will be getting the best grieving that they need, you know, will be getting what you think will help them the most. Maybe even ask them, I don't know, maybe that would work for you. I know my plan is set out because that's how I would want to grieve from my experience and from being to multiple different funerals, how I would want to grieve. That's how I sort of am going to give it out in my own funeral, you know? So yeah, it's a very, very interesting topic and I think everyone will have lots of different beliefs on it and I'm going to be focusing in on my stories this week on Instagram if you want to tune in and I'm sure we'll have lots of different chats and opinions on that. I won't be doing a podcast next week because it's my birthday so I'm having a few days away on a little mini break so I'm not sure the topic what the next podcast will be or when it will be I'm guessing it'll be the week after but I will let you know and keep you updated thank you for listening guys and we will speak soon